ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Hello, everyone. Michelle Slaney Travato here. So excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Living Your Legacy Podcast and TV show. Today, we've got a really interesting woman on the call with us. Truthfully, I love reaching out and hearing the incredible stories of people who are doing really awesome things that are average ordinary people that you might run into in the grocery store, but are really leading extraordinary lives and creating extraordinary legacies. And today's guest is no exception to this. I actually saw her on the local news. And as soon as I saw her, I said, I need to talk to her. And in fact, that was seconded and thirded by both of my children who watched the TV episode and were like, whoa, she is so cool. So I figured if they thought she was awesome, we really needed to talk to her. So let me introduce you to the lovely woman on our call today. Today's guest is Charlene Brunges. Now, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's hanging out today in her workout room, and that should give you an idea of what's going on. Charlene is 70 years young. I love the way you wrote that, Charlene, and has been powerlifting for five years. She got into it because of a diagnosis of osteopenia, and as osteoporosis can be genetic, I guess your mother and your brother probably have it, she looked for ways to improve her chances and learned about resistance training to develop and maintain bone density health, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. She's been training in powerlifting now for five years, and here's the best part. She is currently the Canadian national champion for her age and her weight class. That is awesome. She participates in dragon boat racing, and she has competed internationally with her teams. Charlene, I am so excited to have you here today. Nice to meet you, too. Nice to be on your show. So, Charlene, tell us a little bit about the story of how you got into powerlifting. I mean, obviously, you wanted to stay healthy, but why choose that route instead of other ways? Um, Well, I started off with a trainer at a gym when I got the diagnosis and researched and read up about how uh, resistance training could help with bone density. So I started at a gym with a trainer, and we just worked with dumbbells for uh, probably a couple of years. And we did see some improvement. And then my chiropractor that I went to regularly had said, uh, I just started at a new gym. And at this gym, they have um, powerlifting equipment. I think you would really like to do it. I think you do really well at it. So come down and join me and go check it out. 
And that was my first introduction to the barbell. And I really enjoyed it. And I worked with the, uh, it was small group training at the time, strength and conditioning. And I worked for about a year there. And the gym owner said, you need to get a proper powerlifting coach because I think you'd do really well at it and um, it would really benefit you. So that's kind of how I got into it. I love that. So it sort of happened as a result of something negative and you decided you were going to do something about this because, you know, clearly you want to live to be a hundred and be around for your kids and your grandkids. And so you followed this advice and your chiropractor's mm -hmm. advice and you went to that gym and you found something that you absolutely fell in love with. And how many times does that happen where the, you least expect it, you find something and think, gosh, this is awesome. I'm so excited about this. Um, so now tell us a little bit about what you can lift. I, I'm always so excited to hear that. Um, well, my, my current numbers, my best lift is a deadlift. And it's uh, 280 pounds, so I'm I'm working on I'm working up to 300 pounds. That's my goal. That is amazing. So for those in the audience who don't know, could you explain a little bit about a, what a deadlift is? Um, a deadlift is basically that the the barbell and the weights are on the floor. You bend over, you pick it up straight to straighten right out, and um, hold it until they tell you to put it down. So it's just an up and down movement. I don't have to do any overhead, which is good because I'm really weak in that area. But it's just lifting it off the floor and putting it down, which Amazing. actually is something we do. We all do in everyday life, picking up things off the floor and putting them back down. Don't so we ever. It's a good life skill. For, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I love that. So tell us now a little bit about how you got into competing for this. So you talked about the journey of getting there and trying it out and really liking it. And clearly this progressed because you are now Canada's national champion. I love that. So tell us how you got into that side of the journey. Um, well, I just, I've always probably been quite a competitive person. I've done some sports throughout my, my younger years, probably had quite a gap when I had the children and was at home and working full time and that, but um, kind of always competitive. And I got into dragon boating about 12, 13 years ago now, and I was on a competitive team there and we competed internationally. So and I always knew in my heart I was competitive. So when I started with the, with the weights, and I realized that I wasn't particularly bad at it. I could hold my own. I knew that I wanted to compete. Cool. So what did that process look like for you to go compete? Did you start kind of locally in your gym? How did that go to get you to national champion? Yeah, I got a, I got a local trainer um, who also power lifted, who actually also happened to be my um, massage or my uh, registered therapist. Mm -hmm. And um so he started working with me, teaching me the proper basics, and we signed up for my first competition. It was already full. Powerlifting competitions in BC tend to fill up really, really quickly, within a couple of minutes, and they're full. So I couldn't get into the first one, and we did just a bench only, so just the bench press. Mm -hmm. And that was a really good experience just to find out how everything worked how the judging was, what it was like to, to warm up and get ready for your lifts and the comp seeing the competition. So I did that and then I managed to get into the next competition, which was about four months later. 
And I did a full powerlifting event then, which is doing a squat, bench press, and deadlift. And And how did that go? Your very first one. I was, I actually was first in my, in my class and age and, and weight class again, but you have to recognize there's not a whole lot of 70-year-olds, or at that time, 65-year-olds lifting, the, not in BC. And I knew I was going to run into competition once I went nationally. And uh, there were other lifters from across the country. Amazing. Okay, so folks, I just, she glossed over this, but I just want to draw attention back to this. She did her first deadlifting competition at the age of 65. Just just sort of let that simmer for a minute. How amazing is that? So many people at the age of 65 are not interested in starting new things. They're kind of looking at retirement, retirement from their work. They're looking at, you know, just sort of the pleasures of life. And Charlene's pleasure included being in a competition to do deadlifting. And she actually came in first. That's amazing. So now tell us the journey from there to get you into nationals. Uh. After that, I wound up my the coach at the time said that he um kind of he did he power lifted, but he wasn't a specific powerlifting coach. So he felt that I really should get a proper powerlifting coach. So I went searching for for new ones. Mm-hmm. And I found one fellow that I, I was only with him about four months because we just kind of didn't quit. Mm-hmm. Although he did take me to my first my first nationals. And I did very well, and I got uh, national, no, I didn't get national records, but I I came in, I did medal. I think I came in third on it. And it was, it was really, it was a good experience. After that, I got another coach who I've been with now for three years, just over three years, and we really work well together, and I really like his coaching style, and he has now coached me into my uh, last nationals where I got the national records, I got the gold medal, and I've now applied for the Canadian national team to be able to compete internationally to go and do uh, the world championships in October in Mongolia. Okay, again. So that's so amazing. And I'm super proud of you for that. But check that out. She is 70 and she's applied to go represent Canada internationally in Mongolia to compete against other people in her age class and weight class to get a title or to at least see what's out there in the world for everybody else. Now, how many people do that at the age of 70? Like really not very many, I would imagine. Um, Because again, this is not how people are thinking. And I love that you're thinking that. And I love that you see the world that way with what's next, what's next, what's next. So Charlene, in our pre-call, you had some pretty funny stories to tell about how people respond to you when you kind of walk in a gym. So could you share um, a couple of those stories with us? Because I think it's really important for people to recognize that that, you know, we need to be seeing the world a little bit differently and maybe a little more open-mindedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, very, very, most often when I go into a gym or sometimes the grocery store or the feed store to pick up feed, inevitably somebody is going to come over to me and offer to help. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, they, they think that I can't lift that or I can't do that. So that's that's quite a common thing. They see this little little old lady. I'm only five foot one, and uh, with the the gray hair, the silver gray hair, 
and they automatically think that I can't do it. So I, that's very common. I went to, I started a new gym out here. I live up in Langley and I started a new gym there and they were putting on a deadlift clinic. I thought, well, I'm pretty good at deadlift, but you can always learn something. And the fellow that was putting it on was a, was a, a world record champion. So I went to, to, to do this clinic. Mm-hmm. So he walked in and I took a spot towards the back because it was all new to me, this gym. I didn't know anybody. And I just sort of thought, well, I'll just kind of stay by myself back here. Mm-hmm. The gym owner walked up to me and said, um, excuse me, he says, but like they had all the equipment laid out. And he says, you know, these are the heaviest weights that we have. So, you know, maybe you might want to kind of come up here closer to the front with me where there's some lighter weights. Uh, it was only it was only just over 150 pounds, I think. So I just walked up to it, picked it up, put it down. I said, no, I'm good. And it's <laughs> kind of just kind of fell open. It's like, okay, so, but I think we'll just keep an eye on you. So <laughs> same thing. Didn't expect me to just walk up and almost one-handed picked up the 150 pounds. I also love that she said it was only 150 pounds. I'm pretty sure. I couldn't pick up 150 pounds, but I love that that was your thought. It was only 150 pounds. So I just picked it up and was like, no, I'm good. I bet his face looked so shocked because he was not expecting that. Well, at the end of the clinic, uh, there were probably about 20 people there. Mm -hmm. And they came, uh, the instructor came up and asked me, this is the world record holder, asked if I could give the demonstration on how to properly deadlift. So for the class, so I'm going to say only again, I think it was only about 220 pounds, 100, 100 kilos. And again, I demonstrated it and got applause all around. But it was kind of interesting that he came to me, not not to the big guys in the in the building that probably could lift twice that, but came to me to demonstrate it. So it was kind of cool. I think that is really cool and good on him for picking you. Because frankly, those big guys in the front got something to live up to if they're going to keep doing this into their 70s for sure. Love that. So you also told a story about your dragon boat team and coming to a gym together. And I'd love for you to share that with our audience as well. Uh, currently, I'm on I'm on a couple of dragon boat teams, but one that I'm on it consists of all women, and they are all in their 70s and 80s. And we qualified to go to Canadian Nationals last year. The ladies recognized that they, at that level, they kind of needed to do a little bit more working out. So I arranged with them to come down to the same gym, and the owner there put together a training program. And all of the women, they're just over 20 of us all went down once a week and we did a strength and conditioning routine with them. So one of the ladies, um, she's the team captain and she can't paddle anymore because she's now has a lung condition and she's on oxygen, but she's in the gym. She was in the gym every week with us, uh, sometimes twice a week with her oxygen pack on her back, the nose straps feeding her oxygen. And she was there every week working out. And the first time she went and deadlifted, she deadlifted 100 pounds. Um, and we all just cheered for her. So mm-hmm. don't let anything stop you. 
I love that. So what was the reaction of the people in the gym when you guys all showed up? We had a private time, so there wasn't anybody else around to start to. I love that. All these ladies coming in in their 70s and 80s to do private workouts in the gym. That's and they amazing. And they weren't easy workouts. They weren't like fluff workouts. They were strength and conditioning. Ah, good point. You're right. This is this is not the little five pound weights um, no. that people are over in the corner using. These are this is serious athletic training that you guys were undertaking, um, which I love. So tell us a little bit now about your family. How many kids do you have? Uh, I have two children and two grandchildren and a husband. That's lovely. Uh, both of my kids. Uh, their grandparents live pretty far away. And when they saw you on TV, they're like, that nanny, she is so cool. She is just awesome. And I love that 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 was their initial reaction to seeing the show about, you know, their article about you on the TV in that they just thought it was absolutely the coolest. My youngest does a lot of Taekwondo and he is very fit and athletic. And he was like, I would love to work out with her. How cool would that be? And I thought to myself, how inspiring is that? That my then 13 year old thought that was so cool. Like he wanted to go hang out right beside you in the gym and work out together because he just thought you looked like the coolest grandma. Plus you can lift more than he can. So he thought that was really cool because it gave him something to aspire to. Like if she can do it, I can certainly do something like this. So I thought that that was really extraordinary. And I wanted to just highlight a little bit about that. you for being a part of the living your legacy podcast community in 2022 we can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year we've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you the living your legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots we found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience we'd love to help you get your message out let's discuss this Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. Now, in our conversation prior to this, you had mentioned some some things that you wish to see in the world, uh, some things around health and fitness for women and seniors. So would you like to share a little bit about that? Um. One thing I really wish is that physicians would prescribe exercise first or more so before they start prescribing pills. Exercise and being fit is just the, the cornerstone of getting through your senior years um, actively and being able to do it independently. I think. So that I would really like to see. Amazing. And clearly you are living into your legacy. Five years ago, you decided to take your health into your own hands mm -hmm. and you were going to go out and you were going to make yourself as physically strong and fit as you could. So that likelihood that there'd be no medication required because you could manage that through nutrition and fitness. And I love that this is the legacy you're in right now. 
where are you headed next? What is it that you see for yourself in the future? Oh, that's really hard to say. Um, from that TV program, from that little piece that was done on Global, I've had a few women reach out to me already and ask, where can they go to, to do this? How do they get fit? How can they overcome a particular medical problem that they have that they think that exercise and being more fit could help? And so I really, I really like to be more of a spokesperson for being fit in our senior years, in our golden years, so that we can live independently. If we fall, we can get up on our own. We can get out of bed or out of a chair without help. If we fall, we're not necessarily going to break a hip because mm -hmm. that happens quite a bit. You, you hear that all the time. That's osteoporosis. And I've reversed my, my osteopenia. So I know that it is possible even at a later stage. Mm -hmm. So I would really like to get the word out and help other women to do this. Perhaps even do some, some coaching myself for seniors. That might be something. That's what my son thinks I should do. Mm -hmm. I should, uh, I should be a coach. So that, that's a possibility. Well, my son sure thinks you should. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I think, I think your son might be onto something there truthfully, um, that you are a living inspiration for people who are thinking, you know, lots of times people think, oh, I'm getting up there. I'm too old for this stuff, or this is too hard. What would you say to that? I know my dragon boat team, probably 95% of the women there had said, I feel so intimidated to go mm -hmm. into a gym, mm -hmm. even to get started. And they all went, they went for months. They got fit. We got a gold medal at nationals, actually. Congrats. Uh, yeah. So most, many of them now have continued on with this journey of fitness. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I just say it's hard, but take that first step. Find a, a small group, even at your local rec center that does, you know, group work. You don't have to go in and just be by yourself, but take that first step mm. and it'll flow from there. Oh, I love that. You're right. Uh, it's not just about talking the talk. It is actually about walking the walk, mm -hmm. taking that step. And I love that you suggested perhaps a rec center over a gym because a gym can be pretty intimidating. When you look yeah. in the window, just about everybody looks amazing. Like they're so fit and they're, they seem to know what they're doing and they make it look very easy. And you're like, I don't even, I don't even know what that machine does. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to sit on it, let alone anything else. Yeah. It took me more than a year to come out of the ladies only section out into the main gym when I had one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching training. Yeah. It, it is intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I love that you suggested find a friend, go do it together. Um, I would also suggest like reach out ahead of time if you're feeling a bit nervous and say, look, we're here. We want to come. Is there any way like somebody can show us around or show us how to do some of these things or spend a little bit of time with us, maybe split the cost of some private coaching for a little bit to just kind of get someone to show you what's That's the proper exactly. stance. Cause you can certainly hurt yourself in a gym if you don't know what the proper well, stance exactly. is or how to use the equipment. How to use the equipment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So for those sure. would be some great suggestions, but to just take action. 
go in, have a conversation. Uh, rec centers don't usually cost a ton of money to go to, and they often have drop-in that you can just go a couple of times to check it out and see if it's for you. Um, most gyms also have that as well, where you can kind of show up and say, well, this is who I am and here's what I'm thinking about. Would it be possible to book a time to explore this and see if that would work? And most gyms are pretty amenable to that, I would think. Yes, all gym, all gym owners and trainers will scale uh, an exercise to your ability. So everybody that goes in in, in a group, they're going to be all at different levels. There's mm-hmm. some that really excel and they can go all out and heavier weights. And then you've got the beginners at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, all, all trainers will scale an exercise or a good one will scale an exercise for you. So mm-hmm. don't go in thinking that you have to be up at the top and lift these super heavy weights. Yeah, absolutely. Because the whole point is to get out and be active and grow your strength and grow your stamina and grow your abilities and your confidence in this particular arena anyway, um, over time. And, you know, it doesn't, I I say this lightly because I do like to lift and it becomes very addictive. Mm -hmm. And uh, many, many women I know that do lift have said the same thing. It's very addictive. But it doesn't have to be lifting. Just get out and get active. Like the dragon boating, I, I found that was really good. I have a, a bad foot and leg. So I found an activity that I didn't have to, you know, rely on that so much. I get, I'm not going to get out there and run a marathon. I knew that. So I found one that was all upper body. It was core and upper body, arms and, and shoulder and back. And I fell in love with dragon boating too. So Get out and find something that suits your abilities. Mm-hmm. Get out in nature, whether it's walking or cycling or jogging or like a, you know, paddling. Yeah, all of those things for sure. I love that. Swimming too. Swimming is a oh, great sport because there's zero impact. Exactly. Right? Um, I love that. And find someone to do it with you. That's also important. I know you talked about with your dragon boating, there's a sense of camaraderie, right? There's a sense of new friendships. There's a sense of support and encouragement. Cause I know in dragon boating, for sure, you have to encourage each other to literally pull your weight. (laughs) You have to work together as a team in unison. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. So I love that. And again, that combats so many different areas. It's one of the things as as we age is that it can become a kind of lonely experience. Uh, people leave work, they retire, their children grow up, maybe they don't live with them anymore. It can it can become quite lonely. So often widowed. Yep, often widowed. Yep. So finding something with a friend does a whole bunch of good things for you. Get you out of the house. Right. Um, I know for sure that when I have to go to the gym, I can I can probably find 15 reasons not to. But if I know I've got a friend that I'm meeting there. Accountability. Uh huh. Suddenly those 15 reasons don't matter as much as the question, why didn't I come? Um, Right. And I'd have to answer that if somebody else is there. So finding a friend allows you to not chicken out. For sure. Yeah. And allows you to you know, get out there and learn some new skills and continue to grow and develop as you get older. I love that. So I am sure as we are talking away here that there's going to want, there's going to be people from this podcast and the TV show that are going to be interested in connecting with you too. Just like when you were on the other show that I saw, um, 
they're going to hear your story and think, oh my gosh, that woman's amazing. And how can I get connected with her? So what's the best way for people to find you? Hello, I'm on Instagram and it's just under my name, Charlene Brunges. And I have a Facebook page, uh, Charlene Brunges Masters Masters 4 Powerlifting. So if you search either of those and you can find me there and message me through there. That's amazing. And all of those links will be in the show notes for anybody who maybe what doesn't is driving and can't remember exactly what she said right there. Don't try to write this down while you're driving. That's bad. Don't do it. Um, Do uh, check the show notes and reach out to Charlene. If you're interested in knowing more about her journey, if you are um, a young woman in your 60s, 70s, or 80s, and you would like to know more about Um, what she did or how she did it. If you're thinking about starting something yourself and just want to get check in with someone who's actually done it, uh, this is a great way to do that. And Charlene is just this wonderful outside of podcasts and TV shows as she is on them. She's absolutely lovely. So Charlene, I'm going to let you give us your final thoughts. What would you encourage for our audience? Probably not to sell yourself short. Don't think of as your limitations, but think of the possibilities that you can get out and make a difference in your life. And it doesn't matter what your age is. You could be in your 30s, 40s, 80s. It's it's never too late to even make some slightest changes. I think you'd be really surprised in what kind of positive health changes that that will affect for you i love that i'm sorry say that again just get out and do it absolutely for sure i love that and of course we are always looking at how people can create their legacies and looking at you I would think the legacy of a life well-lived, the legacy of a life long-lived so that your children, your grandchildren get to keep you around. You have the energy and the stamina to be able to, you know, hang, grandkids are busy and you have that stamina to be able to be with them and to be able to go places with them and do things with them um, as opposed to... Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed for sure. Um, how old are your grandkids right now? Uh, nine and 12. So They're busy. Yeah. Oh, they, they're in so many sports. I love it that they're both very athletic as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Perhaps they got a little bit of that from me. I'm not sure. But they're both, they're very involved in lots of sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, I don't get to see them quite as often as I would like to because of that schedules are kind of tight but mm-hmm. I, li- I like to go out and watch their activities or soccer games and their gymnastics and my grandson is now into track and field as well so very yeah. cool I would imagine strength training is going to be a part of what he works on I hope I hope yeah that would be so cool to work out with your grandkids. Like, just imagine that. That would be just so amazing. And I love that. That is a legacy worth living, inspiring other people to take more control of their health, of the direction their life is going in, rather than just sitting at home and taking pills and woe is me saying, you know what, I'm good. I'm going to go out and do something about this. I think that that's really extraordinary. And the idea, particularly for women, that 
you can do anything you set your mind to. It's so we already, know, we already know that we generally, most of us give birth to children. You know, we can do whatever we set our mind to. Raising children is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. And anybody who says it isn't probably doesn't have kids. That's right. <laughs> um, and I, I love that that's such an extraordinary legacy, something to aspire to. And my hope is that somebody is going to hear the podcast or see the TV show and make that change. And if that is the case, please let us know so that we can let Charlene know that she has continued to inspire more people. Because the truth of the matter is we don't hear enough nice things every day. And I would love to be able to funnel back to her all the amazing compliments and comments that people have. Um, Charlene, when is the international event? It's October, right? It's October. Um, I think it was October 8th to the 16th or something. It's in Mongolia. And I will hear, they will announce the Canadian national team in the beginning of July. So I think I've got another month to sit on it and wait, but uh, I'm pretty sure I've, I've made the team. I well, I really hope you have. And of course, we'll be following your journey. And I wish you all the best of luck in Mongolia, um, representing our country and representing women in your age class and your weight class. I think, um, as I've said a few times now that you're pretty extraordinary. And I love that this is the mark that you're making in the world. So thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story and your journey. I am absolutely honored to have met you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Get the word out. Absolutely. We're on it. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.